Hey everybody, little Scotty here. Sorry about missing last week, but I was feeling a little under the weather and just wasn't in the mood to do this. So, I'm back. But anyhow, today I thought I'd talk about getting old. I am 58. Some of you are a little bit younger probably because you're tuned, you know, tuned to this channel because you're raising kids and you want some advice from an old guy who's raised four. I think that you should know right away that uh, children will make you old and will make you feel old uh, just in general. Now, I have done many, many things for my children, including sledding and playing baseball and running bases and all that other fun stuff. And it is catching up to me now. Probably also has a lot to do with the fact that I was a hockey player and I also was a bouncer and a few other things that uh, didn't help with some of my physical problems. I have had uh, a rather big back surgery and that's what kind of put me down this last week. So just kind of had a bad time with it and couldn't do anything really just laying around so I think though it's really important that when you have children you you kind of have to get down on their level I know that there are people out there who think that no you want to stand up and be you know big and tall and nasty look into them but the truth is is that if you get down on their level and look eye to eye into their eyes you'll see that you get a better response from them in regards to not only discipline, but just telling them, you know, maybe a little nice thing or telling them that you love them, whatever it might be. Because being eye to eye with somebody, you know, always shows respect and also shows that you're not trying to dominate that person. I think uh, that there are so many fathers especially although the other day I saw a mother beating her child in Walmart and thought about taking a walk over there and saying you know were you beaten like that as a child and did you like it but I refrained she was just kind of yanking on the kid and slapping him on the shoulder and stuff like that so I uh was so tempted to go over there but I restrained myself and decided that everybody raises their kids in a different way and someday he'll go to his therapist and say you know my mom used to hit me in Walmart and it'll cost him $200 for that hour of therapy so maybe he can send the bill to his mother who knows I just know that when you're eye to eye with a child you can communicate better to them and this is in a lot of the psychology books. Making eye contact when you talk to somebody is vital. It's also vital in the business world. I found that out early on that, you know, if you look somebody in the eyes, they know you mean what you're saying. And if it's something important, you really have to get their attention. I think that there are so many people who, you know, look down or look to the side and it just 
makes you look like you don't really care about what you're saying because you won't even look the person in the eye. A lot of people who are shy do this, and it's one of the things that you should overcome if you can. Start looking people in the eye and making sure that you have that ability and your message will get across. So with children, it's the same thing. You know, if you're disciplining a child, if you get down on their level and look them in the eye and say, don't do that anymore, and they might actually listen to you because you were showing them that you were eye to eye and meaning what you said. Now, spanking a kid or moving them around or shaking them in the Walmart cart is not really a way to get across your message across, I should say, to the child. So try to remember, please, to get eye to eye with a child and talk to them. And if you find yourself almost to the edge of whacking the kid in the butt, stand up, take a few deep breaths, and pretend like nothing happened. Just kind of walk away from it, you know, just leave it alone. And if the kid keeps it up, I always thought that the best defense for that was, do you want to leave right now? Because we'll go home and you'll be in your bedroom for the rest of the evening. And that would stop them almost instantly because then they would not get a chance to go to the toy department or maybe get the food that they wanted. It was pretty effective. And there was a couple times I actually did it, you know, where I just said, let's go. And I left the cart with the food and stuff in it and pushed it up to the front and say, could I put this somewhere? I got to come back. These kids are misbehaving and I want to take them home. So they pushed the cart to the side and left it there for me, and I dropped the kids off, and my wife said, okay, you were misbehaving, go upstairs right now, and they sat in their bedrooms for a while, and that was the punishment. I went back to Walmart, which is never exciting to have to go back to Walmart, so finished the job and got home and put away what we needed, and there it was. And I I usually went up and would explain to them what they did wrong, why they're in their room, and why they were going to stay in their room probably for the rest of the evening. Or if it was during the day, you know, maybe for a couple hours. And my children were raised without TVs in their room. I did that on purpose. I did not want my kids growing up with a TV in their room so that they could just disappear into their room and play any kind of game they wanted to. Now, there was a central TV in the family room that I hooked up a Nintendo for them. This is back when it was just called Nintendo instead of, you know, whatever it's called now. And it's amazing how with one place to play... They still managed to have a good time, but they also knew that there was other things to do. And they didn't have to sulk in their room or just, you know, be upset about something. They could come talk to us, and uh, they weren't relying on the TV to just keep them occupied. I, we had a babysitter one time when we were both going to work, and I'll never forget this because it was with our first one, um, Katie. And she would literally put the child in front of the TV 
and leave the child there for the rest of the day. And she'd do her chores and whatever else and try to keep care of whatever happened. Um, But I was so concerned because every day I'd come in there to pick that child up, you know, and she'd be sitting in the same spot that she put her in when I came in. So one day I marked the diaper with a black marker just to see if she was actually changing her diaper during the day. Well, when I picked her up, I got her home and I took the little outfit off of her and sure enough, there was the black mark still on the diaper. So needless to say, we got ourselves a new babysitter. I couldn't believe that this was someone who actually was taking care of children. And she had a husband who would get so mad if you were late picking your child up. And sometimes, you know, the traffic is traffic, and you know, they wanted the kid picked up by five, and there were times when when you work in the medical field where you can't just walk away from a, you know, a case. You have to finish what you're doing, and then, you know, you can go home. But I would be driving like a maniac to get there in time, and then he'd be giving me a look, and it was usually a dirty look, and I didn't hesitate to give it back to him, but... You know, once I found out about the diaper, that was it. I just called her and said, I think you're in over your head. Um, I had marked a diaper with a marker, and it was on in the morning. And when I picked her up, it was still on. So I think you're just in over your head. So we're not going to take our daughter there anymore. And she was very upset, and she felt like she was just exactly what I said. She was in way over her head, and she had just, you know, kind of taking it to the point where it was just too much. So I think that in time, people realize that, you know, the money's nice, but if it's overwhelming, especially with children, and Katie was probably four or five months old, so she could, you know, she was starting to roll over and do things. And instead of putting her on the floor and letting her exercise a little bit, she was sitting in a bouncy chair the whole time. You want to avoid people like that. All right. Now, back to my old statements. I found myself yesterday. I had been doing some work in the front front room of our house putting we have a west-facing front room and the sun would come in through these big, huge windows that we have. Now, there are blinds in front of the windows, but they don't filter out all of the sun. And the living room heats up about 5 degrees, so it'll be 78 in there or so by the time the sun was setting, and it just got so uncomfortable for me. I'm a big guy, and I can't stand the heat. So I'd have to go into the back bedroom and watch TV back there because it it was just too much. Well, we decided to put that kind of shading um, sticky paper. It looks like sunglasses almost for a window. And we put that down, or put it, I'm sorry, not down, that would be silly. We put it all over the windows facing west including the door, which has a window on it. And it took 
a lot of work and I was bending over a table cutting this stuff and then standing there putting it up and squeegeeing it so that it stuck to the window and all this other stuff. And my back was just starting to hurt a little bit. It had been a mess the week before it had gotten better over the weekend and I felt like I was okay. After doing that cutting, I noticed that the pain that I had last week started coming back. So sure enough, I decided that after I finished that, I was going to go downstairs and work on a new computer that I got. And I was bending over putting the computer wires in the back of the computer, and all of a sudden it hit me, and it hit me hard. I couldn't stand up straight. I had to get up the stairs, which was not easy, and walk myself into the bedroom where I quickly lay down and stayed there for the rest of the night. Kind of feeling better today, which is good, but still pretty damn sore. So I think that when you have kids, you really have to be on your game all the time. So you have to watch what you're doing. You know, you can do the chores, when, especially when you're younger. You can do things like, I don't know, put in a basketball hoop and do things like that. Vacuum the pool if you have a pool and all that other fun stuff that goes along with children. But you have to watch yourself because if you overdo it and you throw out your back or damage a disc in your back, that's going to stick with you. And then when you get older, you're going to wish to God you hadn't done that. (laughs) Now, like I said, I think this is a combination of, you know, all the things that I did when I was a kid, along with raising children, you know, just the constant things that I did for them, building things and putting things up like basketball hoops and stuff like that. I had to put up a 1800 pound gorilla hoop that we bought for the kids and uh, boy it was just ridiculous I had like four guys and still supporting this thing and getting it level was just absolutely ridiculous that was one of those things where I ended up taking a couple of days off of work because my back was so screwed up so If you screw it up early, it's going to stick with you. And then when you get to be my age, uh, I'm 58, you are going to pay for it even worse. Because when it hits you and you throw your back out, it knocks you down pretty hard. Now, I had just gotten some back injections. You know, they're kind of a steroid mixed with a lidocaine, which is a kind of like the stuff they use to freeze your tooth when they're working on it, putting in a filling. It's just not the most pleasant procedure you could have. So they have to go deep into the vertebrae and right on the side of the vertebrae and inject this stuff right near the nerve that's, you know, swollen or the tissues pushing on it. And of course, when they do that, the pain goes down your leg and then you feel like you're going to jump up on the ceiling but it did help for a little bit and then it didn't seem to help at all so I think that you know sometimes there's just so much you can do and then the rest of it has just got to be you're going to have to lay down and rest and not do anything for the next 
whatever it takes, you know, three or four days or two days or whatever you get lucky. Maybe it'll only be one day. So far for me, I'm still real sore, but at least I'm walking, so I'm pretty happy. So getting on, um, getting back to the things you're doing with your children, make sure that, you know, you're not trying to show off for them and do that head first slide into third base and crack a couple of ribs. I watched my brother-in-law do that one time. He was, you know, all the kids were there watching him play softball and I was watching and he did a head first dive into third base and got up and walked over to the dugout. And then I turned around and my sister-in-law and my wife piled all the kids in the car and I took my brother-in-law to the hospital to get an x-ray. And sure enough, he cracked two ribs and At the time, he was probably in his late 40s. You know, you just can't do that when you have kids and you're in your late 40s. So he ended up with one of those wraps, and every time he took in a deep breath, it hurt like hell. Don't crack a rib if you can avoid it. It's pretty painful. So anyhow, he just would do that dive, and and I'd think, no, Chris, you're too old for that shit. But nope he would go ahead and do it and then he'd pay for it. And he's still paying for some of the injuries that he's dealt with over the years because he was trying to impress his kids, you know, just like I was trying to impress my kids. You know, I would have wrestling matches with my boys all the time when they were, you know, five and eight and I'd be picking them up and throwing them on the couch and doing all the wrestling moves that you see on TV and, you know, pretending to be Bill Goldberg, you know, the wrestler that was on, what is it, what was it called, WWF at the time. All that lifting and all that, you know, picking the child up and just moving them around and tossing them on the couch and having fun with them. At the time, you're not thinking. At the time, you're thinking, hey, this is good time. And you know what? Don't, don't just stop doing those kind of things. It's just Pay attention to what you're doing and do it right. You know, lift with your legs, not with your back. And maybe, you know, do it for a little while and then maybe wait a week and then do it again. You know, if they ask you to do it, you can, you know, kindly tell them that, well, we just did that a couple days ago and dad doesn't want to hurt himself. So let's wait a couple more days and then maybe I'll do it. That way you're not doing, I was doing it every day with them. It's just. You know, and then all those things catch up to you later. And then all of a sudden (laughs) you find yourself laying on your back in a bed, wondering if you could turn over without screaming. Um, And that's how it was day before yesterday and yesterday. It was every time I turned over. I mean, I didn't scream, but it hurt bad enough where You know, I was grunting so hard that it sounded like a low-level scream, which, again, got my wife a little bit angry. She was like, why did you do all that? You knew that I would do it, and you can't do that anymore. I'm like, I know, but I get bored, and I just want to do something. I feel like I'm helpless half the time. I, Like I said before, I don't know if you remember from listening to the podcast, but I had uh, both knees replaced several times because of complications, and then I had 
a major back surgery. I've had shoulder surgery. I've had two hand surgery, surgeries, just a bunch of stuff that all caught up to me. And now if I do too much, something's going to (laughs) hurt. And it depends upon what's hurting. You know, if it's a knee, I can put an ice pack on it. Usually it'll go away. If it's uh, my back, it's a lot harder to get it into shape again so that I can do things. So I think in general, we have to watch these things and make sure that you're not going too crazy and then ending up flat on your back for two days, missing work and missing, you know, all the activities that you could have gone to like maybe a baseball game or a football game because you hurt your back. So I want you to be careful out there. Um, As for the children, you know, this wasn't as much about them as it was about being a parent. This isn't just for men. This is for women, too. There's a lot of single women out there raising children And they get stuck with these little wrestling matches with their kids, too, because dad's not around. And, you know, they end up doing fun things like chasing the kids around the house and, you know, one slip and fall and you've got a problem. And a problem like that will probably last for the rest of your life. You know, if you break an arm or a wrist or something like that, you just have to be careful with what you're doing. So... Try to remember that when you're playing with the kids, that you're going to be old someday and you're going to want to be able to walk and maybe even walk fast or let's go crazy and jog. Um, That's never going to happen with me. I might be able to get to the point where I could walk fast, but the jury is still out on that. I think that in time, everybody has to learn a lesson when they get older and that it's a very hard lesson to, to learn. And that's that I can't do that anymore. You know, I never had any problems getting up on a ladder and doing something, you know, or fixing light bulb that was up high or pulling a ladder out to paint on the highest part of the ceiling or whatever it took. I, I could do it. I could fix just about anything. And now I feel like I'm, completely useless and it's all because of the history that I have and (laughs) I just I, I I don't know what to say other than it gets really really boring if you have these kind of injuries and then you end up sitting around on your ass watching your wife do all the work gets aggravating now that my boys are all grown up you know, they can come over and do some of the heavy lifting. You know, we have a we have a water softener. It takes 50-pound bags of softener salt, and I can't carry those downstairs anymore. So I got to wait for the boys to come over and have them do it, and they'll do it, and I feel better that it's done, but I feel wimpy that I didn't do it. So I think just remember, you got to take care of your body. And you got to take care of it and think before you act so that you don't end up like me, where you're sitting, watching everything happen and knowing that you can't do it. Because if you try to do it, you're going to end up flat on your back in bed again. So 
Anyway, I thought I'd throw some of that out at you about roughhousing with your children and getting down on, you know, a knee to get eye level with them when they do something wrong or even when they do something right and telling them how proud you are and, you know, giving them a hug and all that stuff. Eye contact is very, very important with children. It's very important in the world. If you don't make eye contact, people don't listen to you. So remember that if you're not a person like that who makes eye contact, try to do it. Try to do it all the time. People will listen to you if you're making eye contact with them. So anyhow, throat's getting a little bit hoarse, and I think it's just about time to stop. So I just want you all to have a good day. Try to make eye contact with people you're driving with. You know, maybe the driver next to you, make some faces at them, whatever you got to do. And that'll get you the single finger salute, which will be great. And you can go home and tell them that you talked to the driver next door to you. So anyhow, I just want you to have a great day, okay? We'll see you later.